Hi, this is Surya Devi, and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and healer living on the unceded traditional territories of the Coast Salish people, otherwise known as Vancouver, Canada. We're going to be speaking with leaders and visionaries from around the world to talk more about what it means to be a voice for love. We're going through massive changes on the planet right now, and I believe that what the world needs more than ever are people who are aligned, heart-led, and who can speak from the soul to help usher in even bigger shifts that will elevate us all into a more harmonious and prosperous existence together. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey everyone, this is Surya. Welcome to A Voice for Love. And I'm super excited today to welcome my special guest, Baljeet Riot. Welcome, Baljeet. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks so much for coming. I, sh- I should also mention that, uh, well, what actually, why don't you tell us, I usually get people to tell us about themselves. So would you like to introduce yourself to everyone? Oh my goodness. Uh, sure. <laughs> Hi everyone. I'm Belgie Riot. I am an intuitive mentor. I'm also a sacred geometric artist, soul artist, and a conscious DJ. And I help activate innovators to their highest potential. Yes, yes, you do. And, you know, we've known each other for a while now. Yeah, I think since 2008, maybe 2009, a long time ago. I think so. Yeah, it's like 10, almost 15 years, something like that. Yes. Wild. It it is wild, but it's amazing because even like I was saying to you before we we started recording here, you, you know, like, uh, there were so many things when I thought about what can we talk about? I know. Because, you know <laughs> there's you, so much. There's so much. Like you do so many things and, and so many very, very interesting things as well. Yeah. You know, when you said the sacred geometry piece, I was like, oh yeah, you do that as well. You, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you do these wonderful soul br- blueprints, which actually yeah. I would love for you to share a little bit about because I find them fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the soul blueprints are sacred geometric images uh, that channel like color and sound. So it's non-auditory. And how that came about was my background was in architecture. I spent seven years in the industry and I had kind of like two different lives. I was doing healing, teaching Reiki, teaching Akashic Records on the side, and then full time in the corporate world, uh, working on drawing buildings. <laughs> One day I just was working on a site plan for a shopping center and I just started to channel on the, on the computer and there were all these sacred geometric images. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like, what are these? And my coworker could feel them too. And I sent the file home. And when I printed it out, I felt like this homecoming and it was just like beyond what my human brain could even understand. And then I realized I was like, oh, it's like instead of a a blueprint for a building, this is like a blueprint for a soul. And I did a lot of like generic blueprints and held some events like in the planetarium and did like group events as well online. Um, But then I started to get people who individually wanted like their own customized soul blueprint image of, of their own soul. And I was like, okay. And then when I started to do it, I was getting very specific information um, about what directions they need to take and what their gifts are. Uh, for example, I worked with a woman from, I love sharing this story, she's from Montreal. And it was such a 
amazing breakthrough for her because she wanted to open up a healing center. And I was like, oh, okay. And then when I channeled her soul blueprint, the message that I got was for her to start a chocolate line um, specifically with flower essences, like flower essences in the chocolate. And she completely freaked out and she was like, oh my God, I've never shared with anybody that I've always wanted to become a chocolatier, like have my own chocolate line. And I said, okay, well, what's, you know, why are you avoiding that? So the soul blueprint also allows me to see any blocks as well. Like where are you avoiding your own gifts? And I said, you're such an alchemist. I'm like, and then a magician. And I'm like, why are you avoiding that? And she's like, I don't know. So we went deeper. We went into her Akashic Records. And for those of you that don't know what the Akashic, are, Akashic Records are, the Akashic Records are the record of your soul. It records everywhere, thought, action, event. So it's it's an intuitive reading. And uh, I like to call it like the etheric library. So we went into her etheric library and I was shown all this stuff about her dad. And she opened up and shared that um her dad has a very similar archetype, uh, a magician and an alchemist archetype. And he misused his gifts, per se, uh, for stealing. Um, this was like in Europe and he was sent to jail for 11 years. So she never saw him. So she had a very uh, strong belief system that if she connects to that part of herself, the alchemist, the magician, that she would do more harm than good. So by releasing that, uh, within three months, she became a certified chocolatier. She's found someone uh, in Quebec that works with the flower essences <laughs> and went to Brazil to study cacao. So she's just on her way of creating her own chocolates. So everyone's very different. Uh, we're all unique. We all have our own guests, but these blueprints really are like an architectural template of your soul. It's your own guidance, guidance system. Wow. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And that's yeah. such a unique process that you go through to be able to know all of that. And, um, and I just know that I, I took something from that personally. And I have a feeling that everyone who, who hears it well as well, because it's just this reminder that often you know, what we're resisting, that we are resisting our gifts for all of these different reasons, yet we feel pulled towards these things. And, and those pulls don't go away. And I know no. for me, one of those things is with music. And I know that you as well are also very connected with music. And I wanted to make sure that we talk about that because, <sighs> you know, music is such a power, like like sound. And, and, and when you work with all of these things together, it's incredibly mm. powerful. So tell us a little bit about what you do with your music, because uh, I know that you approach it in, in a different sort of way. Yeah, so I am a DJ and self-taught and then also went to DJ school. Um, but I learned how to DJ back in 2010 through uh, an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and he he asked me a really powerful question one night. And then I remember we're sitting there and he goes, if you wanted to do something, like if there's something that you really wanted to do, what would it be? And I said, you know, I've always seen myself DJing and like taking people on a journey it was like, great. So he took out his DJ controller and he taught me how to DJ, but he would make me do like half hour sets and he would just go to bed at night. And then in the next morning, he would listen to it uh, to critique it, but also like listen to the vibration. And he actually 
taught me about um, the freak, different levels of frequency at different levels of consciousness. He introduced me to the book by David R. Hawkins called Power Versus Force. And it really got me to recognize um, the different levels of consciousness and music. And I pretty much was a big part of the nightlife um, from, God, 2008 to like up until 2014, 15, like very like always going to, you know, the, the clubs and I, you know, my friends were DJing and meet my other friends, but I always look at the dance floor and watch the DJ and be like, okay, what are they playing? And how are people, you know, reacting on the dance floor? And I would notice that if the, the level of frequency of a music would drop and we would just, I would just kind of muscle test it to, to see the levels of consciousness. I would automatically see people just go to the washroom or they're like, oh, let's just go get a drink or they just get bored all of a sudden. Whereas there's other songs that, um, for myself intuitively, I can actually feel the artists, you know, what, what kind of mental state they were at when creating the song. So if they are in a low vibe state, it's very hard for me to listen to it because I actually will feel the low vibe, the frequency in the song. And so how that came together with DJing was um, by 2016 and 17, a girlfriend of mine was like, hey, I got a studio you need to get yourself out there. <laughs> and so I kind of came out of the closet with DJing and I started doing these DJ sets. I started getting asked to do more live events and um, it all really started more so around doing podcasts and this uh, podcast from Spain, this guy, he was like, can you do a set for me? And then when I did, I was like, oh, there's like a story behind each set that I do. There's like a journey that I like to take people on when I do these sets. And the intention is to really help people unlock their gifts without, it's just like music kind of goes beyond what the human brain can even understand. It's like you feel the frequency, you feel the intention, you really feel the vibration and you don't know why you are just shifting. You just get out of your head. Um, and I started getting asked to do more podcasts and I've been doing that still, um, <clears throat> especially during these wild times. Um, it's, it's a little bit challenging to play live. Um, but yeah, I've been getting messages from like just people all over being like, hey, I listened to your set four times today and it just helped me get through the day or it really inspired me to do this. And um, I realized like that's my offering. It's, it's such a healing service to offer these sets. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. I love that. And, and it's so powerful when you take that consciousness and infuse mm -hmm. it with the collection of, of music that you select. And it's really, uh, it's really felt. Yeah. Thank you. It's yeah. powerful. So I love that Thank you're doing you. that because it's felt. And when mm -hmm. you were talking, I mean, there's so many different things that you mentioned there, but one, one story that I was sort of thinking of was I have a girlfriend, Tara Fisher, actually, she mm. lives in Australia now. And, but she and I would always do this thing where when we went out dancing, we would literally raise the, she and I would start dancing together and like we're together and like moving the energy around and we could get no matter what, like, even if nobody was 
like dancing, the whole place would be up dancing after yeah. that because we would just like, whoosh, you know, like summon the, and like use the power of the vibrations of the music, like with our body movements and our intention. And it was just like, shoo, you know, and yes. music has the power to do this as you know. And yes. so, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And it's, and it's also like really listening to, it's amazing about the entertainment industry too. It's like the subliminal programming that goes in. So it's like being conscious of what we are choosing to listen to, but also creating as well, like the state that we're in. And you can shift that as well um, when you're listening to it. You can shift that as well. And it's funny when you're talking, I'm getting this visual of like, almost like your geometry. That's like, yeah. when people are out of alignment and then it's like, shoop, and it brings yeah. them back. Like, <laughs> shoop, it like brings everybody back together again. Because yeah. we do have to find these ways to learn to adjust. And I love that you mentioned power versus force because yeah. this gives us an idea about frequency and vibration. And what I love about speaking about all these topics is that it lines up with both spirituality and science as well right so it's not like we're talking about because I know some of the things we talk about can sound a little like woo woo a little bit sometimes so when when the science actually matches up with it with the you know it is so much about the vibration and you mentioned the subliminal frequencies and I'm also like you I can feel when certain types of music like hip-hop is one of them like certain types of I love a lot of hip-hop but a lot of especially Mm -hmm. like the newer stuff like I have this visceral reaction to hearing it and it's because I know that there's all of this like the sounds are so low vibrational and then you know when you think about what and who we are as beings Mm -hmm. what sound is one of the biggest and fastest ways that we can literally transform the vibrational frequency of our bodies like just like this so it's so important yeah it's so important it's like what are you listening to during the day and how it impacts you um, it's so easy to to listen to something and not be aware of it and then feel super down. And if you do feel down, it's like you can switch that in a nanosecond by switching on something else. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And learning how to do that is really uh, is powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's necessary, especially right now, as so many of us are navigating all of the different challenges that have come about yeah. with our current world situations. I think it's yeah. so important to just become masterful at um, just because it's kind of like, what, yeah. what, what next? You know, it's like, gosh, what next? <laughs> exactly. And honestly, like for myself personally, I have been turning to music a lot um, and every day when I go for a walk or I'm just like working on stuff, mainly when I'm outside, just going for a walk, I have to put on some music and it just kind of puts me in a nice, beautiful state, but it's just like a reminder. And sometimes oddly enough, there's like a message. If I put on like a, I have this uh, app called digitally important. So it's like all these different types of electronic music, but the message, it was like last night I was going for a walk and, there was a message about not giving up. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, you know, it just kind of puts you in this mood and this frequency. So uh, for myself personally, like on my journey, it's been so helpful. And if more people recognize that we are frequency and, you know, why not listen to music that kind of reflects back that 
Yeah, well, and not only just music, isn't it? But it's words too, isn't it? Yeah. Like when you said, like you know, just that's all you needed to hear. That like, don't mm-hmm. give up. And what came to mind was I remember like years and years ago, and I've noticed this many times since, of course. But I was going through something. I don't even remember what it was. Funny enough, but I was freaking out, and I was like, I was working one day, and this girl at my work, she just like looked at me, and she kind of like grasped me by the shoulders, and she's like, "It's okay. It's gonna be okay." Yeah. And as soon as I heard her say that, I just went like, oh. "I was like, it is." Yeah. I'm like, "It's fine." And you yeah. know what? It was okay. I don't remember what the problem was, but I do remember that it was okay. <laughs> and now I know, like, you know, I hear that, that sometimes that's all we need to hear, you know, whether yeah. it's a reassuring word or like a nice song It was or just whatever. like a, a little sentence. It was like a new disco song yeah. that was like, don't give up. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is what it is, isn't it? Because I just often think about how life is just a series of moments. And as long as we don't let ourselves get too carried away in the moment, mm-hmm. but, you know, as you know, it's like we live in this sort of, um, you know, the outer world is blasting us with a lot of fear mongering, right? Which yeah. puts people into a state of, you know, and it can happen quite quickly. It happens to me even sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when the fear washes over me for one reason or another. And, yeah. you know, luckily I'm usually aware enough to catch it at a certain point. I'm like, okay, yeah. no, no. But then I think about all the time, all of the people that don't recognize their own fear and or who don't have tools to either shield themselves from it or manage it if and when it comes yeah. up. Fear is part of the human experience, you know? Yeah. I'm really happy you brought that up because there is so much fear um, being, we are being bombarded with so much fear coming from all over the place, right? And that frequency of fear really does impact us, especially for those that are very like, more like impasse and you just, we just kind of absorb (laughs) the fear. So to me, music actually is really important or just like listening to frequencies, like whatever it is, it just helps to transmute the fear and kind of get you back in center with yourself and your own truth. Um, and that's, it's, it's been like a huge part of my journey over, especially the last two years, like every week I'm, I'm just looking at new songs and whatnot because it just keeps me in my center. Yeah. Well, music is really such a powerful healing force. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a big thing. Like everybody, I think all of us have something, some kind of music that we listen to every day, some kind of, it's, it's so important. So I think it's important too, to have music, like literally in the hands of people Mm -hmm. that are wanting to, you know, maybe share positivity and light and truth, as opposed to some of the other, you know, some of the other music that we're hearing. Even if you're like making food, it's so funny because I, you know, I have a chai, chai line. So I make a chai uh, called Chai Ritual. And when I make the chai, I actually put on 432 Hertz uh, music. I just put it on YouTube so that my intentions of like whatever I'm making has that frequency or of the, the opening of the heart or maybe it's something else, but I make sure that I'm listening to something that um, infuses that magic into the the chai, or it could be like maybe it's dinner that I'm making as well. 
I love that you called it chai ritual. And I'm just thinking, yes. I'm like, you have the best names, like chai <laughs> ritual and like Lotus Destiny. Like I literally sit sometimes, like whenever I see your name online, I'm like Lotus Destiny, like what a great name. And I would actually love for you to share what that means. Cause I, I've thought about it. I like literally, and I don't think I think about anyone else's business names quite as much. It's just a fantastic Lotus, name. Yeah, it's so funny. Cause Lotus Destiny came through in my Akashic Records. I was like, really wanting to find out what my business name was. And I'm like, what is it? And then I kept seeing these two words, Lotus and then Destiny, but I didn't put it together. I just was like Lotus. And the way that I saw as the Lotus was, you know, we were always in this, how the Lotus works is like you're in the muck, right? And eventually you come out of the muck and you turn into this beautiful flower <laughs> floating on the water, right? And it's usually that happens when the light shines through with visiting that muck and we have to visit our shadow parts, right? We have to really meet those shadow parts, be compassionate to our shadow parts. They're there for a reason. And when we really shine some truth on that, it we, we bloom and that's how I see the lotus and then the destiny it's like reaching that destiny of of your truth of who you are um and so yeah and then I, I had a aha moment one day I was like oh just call it lotus destiny and that's how it happened <laughs> and then with my dj name onto karana I used to be dj rainbow bridge and rainbow bridge is bridging consciousness into reality but the thing was when I was calling myself DJ Rainbow Bridge, I finally switched it in 2017 because there was a lot of people getting confused, being like, oh, is that where dogs go to heaven? Or, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> is that Rainbow Bright? And I'm like, it's not Rainbow Bright, it's Rainbow Bridge. So it's kind of, it's easy to remember like Rainbow Bridge, but to understand what it means. And then I thought, well, why not go back more to the ancestral roots? And I was, a friend of mine, he was like, it's Antakrana. And I was like, oh, and I looked it up and I was like, oh, Antakrana is a Sanskrit word for rainbow bridge. And so I actually switched it over. Yes, I love that. And I love that, especially because then we can just talk about a little bit about you and your your heritage as a, as a Punjabi mm -hmm. woman from India. And um, yeah, I just, I know that you're passionate about working with other women of color. And that's always yeah. something that I love to talk about on the show too. So yeah. Yeah, yeah I obviously I do work with <clears throat> a lot of women of color, uh, a lot of men too. Um and it's been huge because uh, there's a lot of unpacking. And what I've been discovering is this unpacking has to do with the colonization of India and how, how we were before that and like really understanding our ancestors and how did that look like. And there's been so much oppression with regards to sexuality to um our own gifts and and even the sexes of like what men can do what women can do that it's really um caused a lot of trauma locks and so um working with uh women of color and being like oh my god like 
Bao, like the, people just call me nickname Bao, but they're like, you've, you've gone through it too. You understand. I'm like, I understand. <laughs> so it's like knowing like when you're actually like coming back to your truth and they're like, oh, this person understands and I'm facing these issues that are coming from cultural programming. They're coming from religious programming, societal program. Like what would the community think if I follow my gifts, if I follow with who I really am because it doesn't follow the rules of cultural, um, of our, of our culture or even religion. Um, and then also unpacking the ancestral stuff is like, we carry so much on that level. And when we heal our ourselves, we are healing our ancestors as well. Um, so as of late, I've been really, even last night I was going for a walk and I actually was like, I called in my ancestors and I felt this presence and I was like, Oh, this feels amazing. And funny enough, we had the Northern lights like two nights ago. Um, and I had this amazing experience and it just felt so connected. And I remember the next day I was in the Uber and he was an Indian man. And he goes, he goes, I'm from Winnipeg. He goes, but they say, when you experience the the northern lights here it's actually your ancestors speaking to you mm. and it really hit home to me and i knew that was such a strong um omen uh when he said that um so yeah i i really feel like growing up i really stepped away from my culture and my religion being raised as a sikh woman and denied so much part of my East Indian heritage because I didn't want to be like that. I didn't like the, um, how strict it was the way that I was raised and my, through my own upbringing with my parents. And, um, I'm going to say over the last years or so, just through healing, it brought me back to my culture and, and can and, and also help heal on such a deep level, really understanding um, what happened before colonization. Like I'm still unpacking so much stuff and and also around sexuality, that's been another piece that I've been working with too. And I know you and I talked about shame and guilt as well. Like that's carried um, in a lot of people, but I've noticed uh, with most of the Indian people that I've worked with, and other people of color, um, there's been a lot of shame and guilt and avoidance of really tapping to their own sexual nature. And because of that, it has greatly affected the way that they show up in their own power. They avoid their own power or they're afraid to set healthy boundaries or they don't really allow themselves to express their gifts. Yeah. I know that a, was a lot there. <laughs> I was like, what do you want? <laughs> no, it was good though. It's like potent. It's like so much. There's, there's so, there's so many potent pieces there. I'm like, woof. <sighs> because it's like so, so, so much of all of that. And it, it's collective. And I also think it's so important for like, certain groups of people to work with their own, within their own, like their own groups of people mm -hmm. to sort mm -hmm. out all of that, like just to sort out all of these things. Cause really like what I, the question that I just keep coming back to is, yeah. Like who, who was everybody before colonization? Yeah. 
Really? Yeah, because yeah, colonization has affected everyone so deeply on such a level. Like I had this aha moment like about six months ago and I was like, wait a second. I'm like, in some ways, white people are the most colonized of all because they've been colonized for so long that they don't even realize that they've been colonized because yeah. they were colonized first and then everybody and then it just continued and on and on and on and on and on. And it's like, who were all these people? Because I know, and and, and like yeah, that's what's their a, heritage? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. well, and what was everybody doing before colonization? Well, most people were doing this kind of the same things. They were living in harmony with the earth, yeah. with <laughs> with nature. They had some concept of God. They, yeah. you know, usually worked together. And I mean, but but who knows? India is interesting. Like I know in Africa, I've read more about that. Um, just about the different customs there and how so many things that we may associate now like negatively with things that happen in Africa, they're all byproducts of colonization. Yeah. And it's the same all over the world. Yeah, it's the same everywhere. And um, it's it's been something that really was like, oh, I, I need to look at this because this is really important. And I could see how it's, affected me, but I can also see how it's affected so many of my, my clients. And I had one who, um, she's really stepped into her power and she's bisexual and, you know, she has her, a partner as well, uh, who's a woman. And, and that was huge for her to come out as a, an Indian woman and, um, unpacking that part because with colonization, um, homosexuality wasn't allowed in India. So imagine you not being able to accept your own sexual identity and having to live through life. Like that's, that's a lot of harm done. So, and even sexuality in general of like sexual expression and um, what is it that you desire and who you are um, with identity really has a huge impact. Um, and also expressing yourself too. And I've just noticed that there's such a class with, um, with India, with like the lower class, the middle class and the high class as well, right? And I'm sure it's the same in, in other um, countries. But yeah, it's so fascinating. And the more we look at it and go back to our history and just start unpacking. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> You're going to have some aha moments and be like, oh shit, like this is wild. Like, okay. And it's so healing at the same time because you start to understand your your parents and your ancestors as well. And, and it's it's so deep, so, so deep. It's really deep and it's... Uh... I, I get so funny. I know recently, like, so I had a hyphenated surname. My grandfather did when he came to Canada, but you know, like lots of people drop the, you know, the hyphenated name because it's like too long. Right. But the hyphenated name was gentil, which in French means like, I thought it meant gentle, but it also means Gentile, which means like non-Jew or pagan. And I was like howling about this the other day. Yeah. And I was like, the truth is in the name. I was like, wow. you know, I was like, interesting, you know, because I've always had, that's kind of where my spiritual journey started actually, which is funny, which does tie into my 
own culture because like my mom is Welsh and um, which is also interesting because I've been discovering things about like where there's a group of people in Wales that like are actually not European they come from which is why they look different than other people which is what my mom looks like too so it's all very interesting but that's kind of where my spiritual journey started was like reading the myths of Avalon which is about Celtic kind of which is that's all that same area like in Wales so so and that's another example of like you know like the burning times like that happened in Europe it happened all across Europe and it was like this genocide of women and again it's all this is all connected to like the patriarchy and colonization Mm. and so it's like it's almost like there's nowhere on this earth that has been untouched by that you know and I I just what keeps this phrase keeps running in my mind like everyone is indigenous to somewhere exactly everyone is indigenous to somewhere (laughs) I I 100% uh, agree with you and the more we start to realize that and and honor that, um, the more we're able to um, help evolve with the planet. (laughs) And fast, everybody. Yes, quick, please. Well, it is going quick if we think about it because yes, system, there's so many systems that are dismantling right now as we speak. And it's, it's part of the, 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 the storm that's happening everywhere. And it's, it's it's just wild to to witness as as systems are crumbling you're also witnessing your own inner systems crumbling as well and 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 having this challenge of like god what what do what are my belief systems what do i believe in now so i do feel like we're all being guided um to to our truth in in one way or the other sometimes it's uh the hard way or the mediocre or the, the most choice way. It really depends on what you chose. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a that's a really good thing actually to bring up is the choice point, is that yeah. the power of choice because I feel like many of us are at and will continue to be at ongoing cho- choice points for, for the next little while. And yeah. part of that honoring of the choice is about honoring the, you know, our sovereignty really and mm-hmm. also the the pleasure piece it's funny as we're talking here I'm getting this like root chakra activation <laughs> and I'm like woo you're really embodying some like deep which is good which I I would love to um maybe we can talk a little bit about, about the sexuality piece because I know especially for a lot of healers empath light workers the struggle is often to get in the root chakra mm-hmm. and to really be embodied because we're like up here and even if you're not don't identify as those things if you don't identify as an empath um, a lot of people right now are really, um, I think getting into yeah. the root is, is important. So I'd love to talk about some of the, the, the sensuality and work that you do. Yeah, hundred percent. Like if we look at our, our sacral and our, our root chakra, like our root is, is where the coccyx is and it's all about security and well-being. And when it's out of balance, it goes into insecurity. We feel off balance. We feel like unsafe. And then our, our sacral, that's our, you know, our sexual reproductive organs. That's where we create. Um, that's our sexual energy. And when we're disconnected from that, that just goes into fear. So when those two are just not connected, it takes you out of your power, which is your solar plexus, and then really puts you in this state of fear and anxiety and ungroundedness. And one thing that I've noticed within all kinds of people, doesn't matter if you're a healer or whatever, just 
especially with what's been going on in the world, it's like, it's so easy to be taken out of our body or to disassociate or be in our head a lot and find safety, right? And one thing that I've really noticed is that the more that we root into our sexual power and do healing on our sexual energy, like our own sexuality, the more rooted we are within our truth, we're able to express our, our truth, express our boundaries as well. And um, I personally have been working with uh, Davy Ward's um, Tibetan Tantra. So I've started studying that. Um, I was introduced that back in 2011. And all of a sudden this year, I just had a hit of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to actually go really deep and just go right in it. So <laughs> I went right in it and I started to start unpacking more and getting <clears throat> deeply connected to my, my own sexual energy. And I already thought I was connected to it, but I, I actually started to unpack more of the ancestral stuff that we were talking about, right? Well, about colonization, about um, the matriarchy, like really understanding the women in my lineage and what they had to go through. And through that unpacking, it was like as such a deep healing and understanding for all the women ahead of me or, you know, my ancestors. But it allowed me to just drop in more into this, this, sexual truth and it's not just like spewing out leaking out sexual energy me like eh, I'm sexual <laughs> like no it's like really rooted in your sexual power and that sexual sovereignty piece is about I know who I am sexually and that that is the closest thing to spirit to me that is like the closest thing to spirit and that just emanates that just from that point, you're able to create, you're able to really um, work on your gifts. You're able to align to the people that you know you're meant to connect with and have really authentic connections too. Like I've noticed a lot of my relationships changed. I noticed that for myself personally, I was holding a lot of space in the womb which funny enough, right? And it was like a need. It was almost like my need to hold space in the womb. And I didn't, I needed to create space in my womb and to empower others to know how to stand in their own sexual power. So it's been such a deep healing process of, um, and I'm sure you could feel it in the sacral right now as I talk about this, because I can too. It's just this rootedness. Um, yeah. Yeah. And thank you for saying that because actually that's been something that I've been personally guided to do a lot. Uh, and I would pray about something and, and I would just get guided to basically like breathe into the womb. And it's yeah. something that I'm, it's on my to-do list to create a, a meditation just to offer to women to, yeah. because it's so powerful. Like mm -hmm. there, that is literally the, the, like the heart, it's like our second heart. It's the heart of creation right there. And there's so much in there. And I've, um, yeah, like I, I do a lot of breathing in there and toning too. Like it's really powerful. Mm -hmm. You can literally use your voice and the power of your voice to like move stuff out of there. Because 
because there's mm. so much in there and it's not even about our own. I mean, most women, unfortunately, have had some sort of trauma even within their own present life. But then when yeah. you look at both past lives and then ancestral stuff as well, um, I work with a client who um, is experiencing a lot of stuff to do with that. Um, and it's not her stuff. It is of her ancestors. And she knows mm-hmm. that. And it's it's very interesting is that that's the, um, she knows that that's part of her purpose is, is to work with that and clear that. And so that explains sometimes why we feel things that we don't always, we can't always explain because we forget that. I always think of it, it's like a, we're like a computer and we're running all of these programs. And whether yeah. we like it or not, the ancestral ones are, are, are making up a huge part of all of these programs. So that's why sometimes we don't even understand that they're there or why they're there or they don't make sense why they're there but like you said when we start to unpack and look at like well what did my ancestors go through and sometimes um those stories have all been lost like for me because my grandfather he's been he died when my father was like young like 12 or 13 and I we don't I don't really know anyone that was connected to him and it's almost like that connection is lost so now as I've been starting to think more about this I'm like who was this person like who was he who was he like where did he come from like other than you know like I knew he came from Switzerland but like was he Swiss was he and also Jean T was an Italian name so was you know where did he come from was he Italian (laughs) like who knows like we have and it can get lost so quickly right like just like that so I know that DNA is also what now is what's very interesting is that people can go and this happens all the time people get their DNA done and they're like oh my gosh they have all of this like ancestry from places that they believe they didn't even have a connection to 100% and then it just makes you understand your own sexual nature as well like culturally Um, I usually ask like how many generations back as someone holding Um, it could be a programming around sexual abuse and you may have not been um, exposed to sexual abuse in this lifetime, but you can feel this weird violation or feeling whenever you're with someone and you can't shake it off. It can be so visceral, but you're actually experiencing this transgenerational programming so you can work through that as well. Um, So yeah, it, it is really important because tied to the ancestral slash transgenerational programming is also checking in. Um, I call it the other factors of like religious programming, uh, cultural programming, societal, governmental, (laughs) parental. There's, there's so much that can really dim our lights and was there for a purpose. It had its own reason with why it's there and it just no longer serves so we can actually shift that yeah and i love that you mentioned that because there's again all of those layers exist all of those programs exist i mean it's it's just wild and that's why i think once we start this journey of unpacking and clearing we just more and more and more and more right books for me it's just amazing i think when i was a little bit of a younger i thought like i was gonna have things figured out like in a certain amount of time and now i'm like oh boy it's just like (laughs) on we go on and into the next life and the next and the next you know like it's just it's just wild but it's beautiful. Yeah, we're just here on Earth School to just learn our lessons and themes. And when we're ready, we'll just exit and bring it back. Yeah, and just to tie it all back in. And so that's, again, where the music and the conscious and intentional music is can also be helpful. So if you create like a mix with the intention of like, you know, with a specific intention within it, then that can actually be contained within, right? Within, right? So, and, and that's what you're doing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I let people set their own intentions when I create it. So when I intend, uh, when I create the set, my intention is to really 
create a high vibrational set for whatever it is that people really need in that moment. So um, I put a little um, uh, write-up and say, please set your intentions with what you would like to receive while listening to the set and ask that it's done with love, ease, and grace. So it could be, I just want to create common peace or um, I really would like to manifest my new home <laughs> or whatever, um, or just have a wonderful day, right? And, or get my work done efficiently, right? So energy follows intent and then you can infuse that intention with the, the DJ set. Oh my gosh, have you, ever, can, uh, have you ever created a specific, like a morning mix? No, I haven't done a morning because I get people that play it like whenever and sometimes in the mornings as well. Yeah. I'm getting a hit, like make an intentional, like a morning mix so that people can get up and start their day and like explain oh, that I whole thing. To. Yeah. Like explain <laughs> that whole thing to go with it. Cause as you're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a perfect way for people to, you know, start their day because mm -hmm. that's, it, it's huge. You know, we can't control everything that happens, but you know, starting the day in a positive way, as we know is can, yeah. can make a ripple effect throughout the, throughout the rest of the day as well. Yeah. You're starting your day feeling crappy, put on this mix and <laughs> change your <laughs> change your vibration, yeah. change your frequency. <laughs> so um I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit here. Not putting you on the spot, but I'm just feeling like I'm curious if you have um, and I wasn't planning on asking you this, it just came. I, I feel like there's a message that wants to come through for you for whoever's listening right now. Maybe it's yeah. a message of, of hope or of something. I just feel like I'm, yeah, and that's part of what you do as a, you know, as an intuitive. So I'm just curious yeah. to see what, uh, what wants to come out. <laughs> Go for it. Hmm. Oh, you're going to ask me a question? Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. No, I'm curious, like, is there a message that you have for, like, what is a message oh. for the world right now? I feel like there's a message of, um, for something, for whoever's listening right now. It could be about anything. Oh, let me feel into that. Really trust your spidey senses and... And when I mean spidey senses, like trust your intuition, trust your gut, because things on the physical level may not look like it's matching up, but you got to follow your, your gut instincts with where you're going. And, um, you know, you and I talked about this right before we got on, but we were just talking about how everyone's just being guided to go in different directions and not everyone is going in the same direction and there's a, a deeper reason for that. Um, so really trust those spidey senses and, and, and do take action on it when you get those hits. Don't just sit there. So easy to sit there. And, and, and I say this even for myself, I, I've just been getting these strong hits being like, this doesn't make sense, but I, I need to do this. So if you get that, really trust and and move forward with it because you're you're gonna be thanking yourself later. Oh, thank you so much. That's a that's a that's a great message. 
And uh, it's, it's so true because it feels like right now that's really what's required is like really taking everything moment by moment and tuning in. And like, even if something's happening now, sort of being open to, it's kind of like I said about some things that are happening with me right now. I'm like, I'm, I'm following the direction that it seems like it's meant to go. And I'm also totally open that if I get a redirect, that it's going to go yeah. that way because it does feel like the way that things are going right now. And I think the piece as well about not worrying what anyone else is doing as well, yeah. because I think sometimes, and, and, because everybody has to do what they are guided to do right now. It's going to be completely different for everyone. So it is so important to to tune in. And yeah. that's why it feels like, it's almost like if we, like going back to the sexuality piece, it's almost like when we cut off these parts of ourselves, like that's literally what we do. We cut off pieces of ourselves and of our power. And then yeah. we become, it is much more difficult then to truly be in guidance or to truly be embodied if we're just like rejecting all mm -hmm. of these parts of ourselves, especially right like where all of that stuff lives like at the root like that's yeah. where we literally need to be especially right now really grounded and rooted and yeah. connected to the earth right yeah and if you're not then you're more susceptible to being um in this state of codependency and and also being programmed to do things that are not in alignment for you um, so it's really important to get rooted in your power. And that may mean just taking a, a nature walk, like going in the forest, going out. If you're not by the forest, just being out in nature, um, that itself has its own frequency and it'll help you like really root in, in your, your own sexual power. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel it. I can feel it. Girl, you're vibrating. I'm like, I'm feeling I'm getting this like chakra activation. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. And na nature is important right now. I'm like, so I'm up, I'm away for a week in a mountain town. And it's just like so refreshing to just be. Um, so I hope whoever's listening, wherever you are, if you have the ability to get out into nature, that's the, that's the key right now, I think. Yay. Yes. yes. Love it. Okay, my dear. So tell people where can they find you and your, if they mm. want to learn more about you and all your juicy offerings. Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, you can find me at lotusdestiny.com or baljeetriot.com. And I have a SoundCloud, which is antakrana.com. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram under antakrana or I am baljeetriot. Amazing. And I'll have all that stuff in the, in the notes yeah. for people so they can see it in case Thank they don't you. know how to spell it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, going to spell it. I was like, Oh, she's going to put in the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad that you went back to using the, the traditional name. I like rainbow bridge too, but it does kind of sound like rainbow bright. <laughs> yeah, it does. Right. Yeah. Which is I, cute. I there's it, nothing, yeah. There's cute. nothing wrong with being rainbow bright, but it's yeah. like onto Karana feels like much more yeah. like uh, sort of uh, sort of embodied. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my gosh. Thank you, Belty. Thank you so much for coming oh, and chatting with everybody. I know I really feel like, uh, oh, I wanted to say at the beginning, like you're like, a, you're like an OG, you know, like, and I love, and that's why I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I do. And part of the intention behind oh, this podcast so is like spirit told me to bring yeah. on other healers and to just have us talk about what, what we do and how we do it. And also sometimes give like little demonstrations of it too. Cause you know, it's like normal to us, but there's so many people who still like, it's, it's something, it's something new to them. 
them. Yeah. And also I, I fully believe that everyone has their own intuitive capabilities. And that is what is so important to, to harness. And that is also what the system has tried to train us out of, right? That's yeah. why we have to unplug and break all of the systemic programming in us because then we can truly access our own, you know, whatever that yes. is for us. A hundred percent. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Thanks for having you. Lots of love. (laughs) Ciao, everyone. Bye. (laughs) You've been listening to A Voice for Love. This is Surya Devi. You can find me at suryadeviworld.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so you can use it to be a force for good in your life and in the world. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to speak up for what you believe in. Peace.